0: From the dark web to your radio dial, you are
1: listening to CyberTalk Radio on News 1200 WOAI.
2: Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran and I'm joined uh, this week uh, by the Ghostwire Academy. So if you've got uh, kids in school here in San Antonio and you're thinking you want them to learn cybersecurity, security, uh, stay tuned to learn more about this. If you're a kid in school here and you're thinking you want to convince your parents that you should be doing cybersecurity stuff, listen in and then uh, you check out where you can go uh, get the rebroadcast of this. Likely if you are a student, you're probably listening to it on the rebroadcast am radio is not the most popular thing with teenagers these days iHeartRadio, maybe we'll ask a, a couple of the students who are guests about that if they ever uh, use that one as well for streaming live probably not very much there's no yeah it's, it's no live music is not a thing anymore no spotify is a thing isn't it yeah pretty much So, uh, we're also going uh, by a a guest who's been with us before and who's now uh, running the Ghostwire Academy. Uh, So, Sean, welcome back to the program. Hey, thanks. For those that uh, just joined us here on the air and may not be able to stick with the whole thing, where can they find out more about Ghostwire uh, for their students?
0: Um, You can find out about Ghostwire Academy by simply going to ghostwireacademy.org or emailing me directly, Sean Heron at ghostwireacademy.org.
2: There you go. And if you're having a hard time spelling Sean or any of that, you can uh, find him on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com. You'll also be able to listen to uh, this episode and you can even go back and listen to all the past episodes there on the website for those teenagers out there. We're on YouTube. Uh, except we're not live video. So it's just a still photo picture of us. We've not been able to build a YouTube audience. I just don't understand why. Apparently people don't want to look at still photos on YouTube for and listen to audio for an hour. Yeah, not surprising. Uh, so uh, for our, our students in the Academy, uh, who wants to uh, go first and share a little bit about uh, your background and, and why did you end up doing this Ghostwire Academy thing?
1: Okay, so uh, my name's Nilo Mackie. Uh, I got into Ghostwire, well... Uh, Sean and I go way back, <laughs> four ish years. So when I was about seven or eight, I was completely self taught up to that point. I was into computers. I, I was the nerd kid that played Minecraft all the time.
0: Something wrong
2: with that? Um, no.
1: Okay. So. <laughs> I
2: started about third grade. You can keep doing it your whole adult life if you'd like.
1: Yeah. So uh, what I initially kind of saw is my mom was browsing on Facebook and she saw this cool thing called Coder Dojo that was here in San Antonio and it was hosted by the Military Cyber Professionals Association. Well, it was a branch of the Coder Dojo, I believe. And they were teaching programming classes, so I was really interested and I hopped on the crazy train. I learned three or four languages from ranging from C to Python to some parts of Java, JavaScript uh that got me started and then i kind of went through a period where i lost contact with mr heron uh and recently we just got we got back together and yep. he told me about a new idea which was uh, that had become a reality by the time i heard about it and it was the ghostwire academy and they started they have multiple classes that they are working on developing and making more available but the primary one right now is a cybersecurity crash course, uh, and it, it it involves, I believe, three certifications uh, from CompTIA, which I'll let Mr. Heron talk a little more about later. But that intrigued me, as Coder Dojo originally did, and I jumped on it, and I've been having a great time ever since.
2: And you're in Northeast ISD, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And then our other guest, would you like to introduce yourself? And you're at Northside ISD, yes, right up I at Clark am. High School. Yes. Okay. So,
3: well, I came across Ghostwire because I joined um, my ROTC program for the only reason to join Cyber Patriot. And the year I joined, they dropped Cyber Patriot, and I was really mad. But Clark
2: High School doesn't have a Cyber Patriot no, team now.
3: They really like drill teams, So.
2: Okay. So uh, just uh, yeah, Clark had, it's, uh, for the future is Cyber Patriot. So anyone in the Clark administration, there's a uh, the military needs more people doing cyber than they need people doing drill. Sorry, <laughs> military. It's so true, though. That's like yes. I
3: keep, I keep on trying to explain that, but they won't listen to me. Yeah.
1: but Maybe they'll listen to a podcast.
2: They might. Yeah. Well, the Clark administration may be listening on Cyber Talk <laughs> Radio live on 1200 WAI.
1: Well, okay. So I
3: came across um, Ghostwire a few years ago because, well, I was just like really mad that they didn't have Cyber Patriot at my school. So I was... I went on Google, I was looking, like, online classes, What what's out there in San Antonio, and I came across Ghostwire, and I saw, we, a few years ago, it was a uh, Java, it was Java, yeah, I learned Java, and we made some uh, games, I think we made Hangman, I believe, Yep. and then the other one was, what was the other one? The I cyber, security.
0: Yeah, and you're uh, cyber security, yeah, you were in my cyber security, ethical th- hacking.
1: Oh yeah, and I remember that we had, uh, I can't remember what library it was, but we rented a venue in the branch library, mm-hmm. and that's how Ghostwire had started, I think, yep. is uh, that was before we really had a super organized curriculum and everything was segmented out like it is today. Uh, and so we just kind of went through a lull with that, and they wanted to refigure, uh, reconfigure the whole study program and the way that it progresses as you get more experienced, and so I think that's that's how we ended up with with Ghostwire.
0: Yeah, that's one hundred percent correct. The way uh, Nilo is describing it, how it grew organically out of public libraries into its own nonprofit, and now at the uh, uh, Confluence Park is where we're hosting.
2: Cool. Did
1: I, did I just say everything for you? No, no sorry. No, <laughs> no, oh. it's
2: all good. So uh, with uh, uh, Ghostwire, so you got involved. You're a senior, correct? And then Nilo, you're a freshman. Yes, sir. So this is for kids all the way, high school, freshman, all the way up through senior year, stuff going on there. And you said now a few different classes, courses, curriculum. So I heard ethical hacking. So, Sean, what else is going on there at Ghostwire? Well,
0: right now we're doing an iteration of IT fundamentals. And that's a certification course. That lasts 10 weeks. Um, In 2019, we'll be offering two iterations of information technology fundamentals, two iterations of Network Plus, and one iteration of Security Plus. And those will all be certification courses. Now what they're talking about are the side classes that we had done earlier in the year when we were really focusing ourselves and, and trying to figure out the mechanics and how we would pull this off and how to ultimately become a nonprofit. Yeah. And that's where we were getting the ethical hacking courses and the the Coder Dojo-style courses where we were teaching programming languages.
2: So uh, for many of you uh, parents out there that uh, want your kids' high schools to have more IT uh, course offerings uh, where your kids can graduate from high school with certifications, if your schools aren't offering this, it sounds like Ghostwire is a place that those kids could go. And, And this is all kids, all school districts, all across the town? Yes.
0: And so we're trying to launch... Other Ghostwire Academies around town. Okay. Because we're doing something that really hasn't been done before. So we're taking teenagers, teaching them about, you know, IT fundamentals and, and computer networking with a concentration on cybersecurity. And we're ran by active duty service members. So we're taking our military experience in cyber warfare and cyber operations and teaching these kids and then translating that directly into a certification. So when Megan gets out of high school and Nilo gets out of high school, they can go directly into the workforce or have opportunities for internships or scholarships as well. And that's how we're trying to lead the way here in San Antonio to bring cybersecurity and endorse STEM.
2: Yeah. because uh, So and you're still, uh, are you active duty today, reserves, or where, where, where are you at in your process still?
0: Uh, currently I, I work right now at the uh, 64 Operations Center on Lackland Air Force Base. I got about a year and a half until I retire.
2: Okay. Yeah. And so uh, over there at Lackland, more people doing cyber or drill team?
0: <laughs> cyber. Okay. Yeah. I mean, drill is awesome. I mean, I can't say anything bad about it, but there's there's definitely a lot more cyber (laughs) a lot more cyber
2: stuff going on over there yeah and uh so uh, for those listening out as well we had um i think she she was a tech sergeant at the time dimey baker she's been i think promoted now uh maybe this master sergeant baker now i think and uh she's the air force cyber recruiter so if you wanted to learn some more about those air force cyber programs you can check out uh the past episodes of cyber talk radio uh itunes pocket casts um heard there's something called Stitcher or something else now, another podcasting thing. I'm getting a nod from our producer that this is a real thing. But if there is a podcasting service out there you cannot find our content on, and this is also a challenge for you listeners, uh, if we've not gotten our content onto a podcasting service, reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter. Let us know which podcasting service that is. Uh, we will add it to that service, and we will get you a T-shirt. I had someone ask me the other day, can I just start up my own podcasting service, and then you guys will not have published there yet. And then I get a T-shirt. I said, if you want to go through the trouble to start your own podcasting service, as long as someone else's podcast is published there, then we will give you a T-shirt. So get someone else to publish on your platform. We will be the second podcast on your platform and you can have a T-shirt. Do you guys ever listen to podcasts?
1: I, I have before. I don't remember the names.
2: No. Or the, or do you know which platform you used?
1: Uh, I just used the built-in Apple podcast app. Okay. The cause...
2: iTunes podcast. Yeah. So yeah, that's... I
0: think I used like CastBox or something that was free i got off a google play store yeah
2: so what what got you both interested in this computer stuff Like you're you playing minecraft and wanted to build your own bots or like <laughs> how, what got you into wanting so, to learn more about all these things uh
1: it kind of actually did start with minecraft when i was like f- five or six and uh somebody told me about scratch or i walked my my parents had us we we were homeschooled for like first through third grade and part of our schooling was listening to one or two ted talks a day and somewhere on ted talks i ran into this mit uh media lab uh project uh that showed up out of nowhere called scratch and now it's super popular uh it's boomed in the years past yes but that's how i started with programming and i was like wow this is really cool i can make my own games i spent so much time doing that and then i thought back and i was like this is just for games what else can i do with programming and that's where i started i i uh fired up google and i got to work learning as much programming as i could handle as a 6 or 7 year old so most of it was hello world or whatever but it was it was enough to get me interested and i was i wanted to do more with this but i was i was kind of there's some degree to which I could have been self-taught at that age and understanding. And the thing that was sad was I i feel like I had the potential to do this kind of stuff. But nobody would entertain uh, any sort of class or anything to help people that were at my age at that time learn programming. So by the time I was about 7 or 8, uh, I ran into Coder Dojo with Mr. Heron. And that was the answer to my question, uh, which was kind of, well, what what exists for kids that are less than high school age uh, or middle school age, which I wasn't even close to at the time. And I found Coder Dojo, and that was a great opportunity. I got to learn C, Python, more and more and more. and And that's just, that's how it all started for me.
2: Yeah. Uh, how about for you, what got you interested in this so, instead of drill team?
1: <laughs> <laughs> for me, it kind
3: of started. I'm going to keep picking on that.
2: I'm, I'm going to pick on Clark as well a little bit. <laughs> no,
3: because it was weird because for our ROTC recruitment video, yeah. they had a video of Cyber Patriot and coding and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. This was my first year going into high school. I was like, wow, that might be a job i want to do in the future yeah so well of course again rt it's not there and then i kind of go on the internet and then there's this thing called code academy i think
2: yeah code academy yeah, yeah it's a good one to get started and on kind of what... gamification of coding yeah it's fun broken down life. into bite side nuggets <laughs> yes
3: yeah that's what i kind of did i think i finished almost all of the things so i was just bored every day after school just going home and starting to do that
2: that's way mm-hmm. better than just watching videos <laughs> on YouTube, going down the YouTube video spiral. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's yes. what
1: I did. And then somebody told me about Codecademy like a year after. I'm like, where was <laughs> this in my life?
2: Yeah, so yeah, so to go back to where I I got started on this stuff. I had a, a, a Commodore sixty four computer uh, back in the day. Uh, I had a it had a literal cassette drive. Uh, yep. That wow. you would load the games off of, and I eventually got to a floppy drive, which they don't even make those anymore either. <laughs> yeah. um, that uh, and that was like infinitely faster, but it would take 40, 30 to forty-five minutes to load a, a game because it read it off of a, a an actual cassette tape. And then after the game got loaded, a lot of these games, and you've probably all played them, were like uh, Minecraft, where you got to go around and collect stuff for hours. And I was like, I don't want to spend hours collecting this stuff. So I was like, and games back then were not online. They were just on your computer. So I was like, I want to hit the fast forward button. So I'm like, how do I go in and edit the save game file to like just give myself 1,200 wood so I can build the house or whatever you need for the thing? (laughs) Like I don't want to spend 10 hours running in circles chopping down trees to get 1,200 wood. Um, so I learned, yeah, how to go in and edit save game files so I could save myself time and then started doing some more computer programming back in the day because uh, there was, after you, you got a little taste of it, there's just so much more you can go do to make your own life back then as a kid. I was trying to make my life more efficient, but in in the adult world, so many things you can do with computers and programming to make things better or try to keep things safe on the other side of things with the cyber piece of stuff.
1: Yeah.
2: Cool. That's true. So... Going through now for these certifications uh, for the the network plus and and all of these um, how many kids are in the Ghostwire Academy now this year?
0: I think we have twenty three students enrolled in i t fundamentals right
2: now. That's awesome yeah, and how many different schools does that represent?
0: Oh, I haven't even been tracking that. I've just been keeping account of of how many students are showing up and how we're gonna pull this off.
2: I like it yeah, that's good. And it's because I mean, so out there from a, I, we've got a fair audience that listens across the education because we've had on other Cyber Patriot teams and and those, the, many of the schools can't get teachers to teach this stuff. Well, like they. Right school administrations want to offer these classes but the the teachers aren't out there so you guys said you're set up as a nonprofit. are you uh, i mean is this organized to help bridge those gaps like what is the ultimate mission here of, of ghostwire
0: well the ultimate mission of ghostwire is to take young kids like you see here turn them into more robust it aware sharpened cyber warriors to help us in the future yeah yeah and so we we run them through this academia and teach them all these you know, uh, networking fundamentals and IT fundamentals and security fundamentals so they can have a, a, a broader awareness of, of what's going on in cybersecurity.
2: So, Sean, Ghostwire, uh, I know one thing we didn't talk yet about is some of the schedule, how this works, how all that stuff goes. Can so you share that with our listeners?
0: Yeah, sure, absolutely. So Ghostwire Academy, we either have it on Saturday mornings or Sunday afternoons. Saturday morning seems to work best for parents, and so does Sunday afternoons. Uh, we captured Confluence Park. They were great. They uh, gave us a home, and we started to do classes on Sunday afternoons. Um, the whole purpose and, and the whole reason why these, these kids are here is so we can um, endorse this uh, cybersecurity model where kids go through our academia, get certifications, go out into the workforce, and then they volunteer back. So they become adults and then they volunteer with Ghostwire Academy to uh, teach the next generation. So we're endorsing this life cycle approach. And then it continues to serve our um, volunteers because they get continuing education units to keep their certifications uh, up to speed. Yeah. And then um, additionally, we're um, using a pay it forward model. So as instructors volunteer a certain amount of hours in Ghostwire Academy, um, let's say that they push a whole class and, and we get 23 kids uh, certified in a network, network plus. Uh, Ghostwire Academy will be able to afford the opportunity for that instructor to get a certification as well. And we, um, are, we're, we're lucky to have um, um, dynamic advancement. Dynamic advancement is helping us afford these certifications for the instructors and for our students as well. So it's a partnership that we have here to pull this off, and I'm, I'm really grateful
2: that we have them on board. Yeah. So you've, you've got 23 students now. You're running one Ghostwire Academy. Correct. Uh, but as we were having some conversation there on a break, uh, kind of off the air, uh, there's 200 plus on a waiting list right so before the the folks that hear this program now are going to go get on the waiting list so yeah how do we get you guys more funding to well, open up more of these Is, like are you funding constrained <laughs> or are you instructor constrained like where where's the block in the system <laughs> so yes so
0: that's what like any I think non-profit, you said yes to both yeah. <laughs> yeah like any nonprofit in in san antonio we need more manpower and more money and so um Reinventing ourselves and, and and creating this training track and providing incentive to keep uh, instructors, it's a lot of work to ask an instructor to volunteer every Sunday for three and a half hours. Um, it's it's you know there's burnout and we're recruiting active duty service members so they T D Y or, or deploy yeah. or, or P C S. Yeah. You know so um, just like. With any new venture that you start or or new business that you start, you, you, you see your model, you see your vision, you execute it, and you start to form and shape it as it goes and and you you know take your lessons learned and, and restructure yourself a little bit. And that's what you're seeing with Ghostwire Academy today.
2: Yeah. So Megan, so how many how many weeks are you in to Ghostwire now? Seven. <laughs> you're week seven. seven. Uh, so you, it's getting close to exam time then. Yes.
1: You have heard nothing.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, going through this thus far um, and doing this one day a week on on Sundays, uh, what do you do you guys take homework home in between where you're working on stuff uh, in there, or are the instructor's doing a good job delivering all the material?
1: Yeah. So I mean, what the main structure has been so far has been, and how I think it'll continue to be for at least the IT fundamentals, is that we have been either well, usually we go over a really well assembled com- kudos. slide show that gives us whatever summary of the chapter and kind of helps us understand each individual element without getting into every single detail that might not be necessary for the exam but then we are asked that when we go home we read those chapters in a manual that's been provided uh, for the certification so that's that's what we don't get homework per se but it's more like a college structured class where you have to go home and study for the we're going to do pre-testing and all sorts of fun stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. so
2: will this be your both of you the, for the first certification test you're taking from a real like industry certification? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. One of you probably taken the SAT at this point. Yes. The other one probably has yes. not. Maybe you <laughs> taken a PSAT.
1: I took the SAT.
2: You took the SAT yes. as a freshman. Well, it was or as a seventh grader. grader. Yeah.
1: Because there's this program, uh, Duke Tip, that lets you do that. Yeah. It's so pretty cool.
2: So are you, you, so you've both taken the SAT. So more nervous about the certification exam, and the SAT. Like, how does this rate for like kids' stress level?
1: Uh, I don't think it's that bad. If it's you not bad. if you do your homework and you pay attention in class, uh, you will be completely golden.
0: It takes instructor mentorship and parent mentorship to ultimately result in student success. And what I mean by that is that um I'm teaching you, right? And then you go home and you read the book and we have to have your parents make sure that they allocate the time for you to study the academia and then also drive you to class. So it's twofold, you have yeah. to be doubly invested. If one of those f- uh, fail, then it's you know, you're not gonna be as strong and you may struggle on the test.
1: Right, and I'd, I'd even go as far as to say it's threefold because the student has to really put that effort in. It's not uh, It's not a difficult class, but if you're the type that doesn't wanna do any work, well then this isn't the class for you.
2: Yeah, if if you don't want to do work, don't get into technology. And if you don't like learning, don't get into technology because the stuff that I went through in school and the stuff that I learned about floppy drives and and literal tape drives for, not like a tape backup drive, like a real tape drive to boot things, like none of that knowledge matters anymore. Being able to set a jumper on a motherboard doesn't matter anymore. Like you don't even talk about what jumpers are anymore. This stuff doesn't happen. IRQ conflicts are not a thing that get taught in school these days, even in (laughs) IT fundamentals. Yep. Yeah. You guys may cover what a serial port is. Still, they may talk about that a little yeah. bit.
1: Just, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little Parallel bit. serial RS two thirty two.
2: Yeah. Think. That stuff will get covered. But yeah, IRQ conflicts maybe not covered because the motherboards just handle them automatically now. You're listening to twelve hundred WAI. This is Cyber Talk Radio, and I'm joined this week by a couple of students from the Ghostwire Academy and Sean Heron, who's a uh, the founder, I'm going to founder. That's fair. He's nodding his head. Yeah, we can call him that a ghostwriter Academy. So this is a non nonprofit program here in San Antonio. Uh, that's matching up uh, active duty uh, enlisted personnel that have certifications like a CISSP other things where they need to teach for uh, some and to get continuing education to hold those certs, keep them active and uh, also to uh, expose. Uh, our high school students uh, all across the area to technology, technology certifications uh, that may or may not be available at their high school. Um, We were uh, chatting during one of our our breaks uh, just about how hard it is for schools to uh, get teachers that can teach these classes in there, and then also uh, with all of the um, emphasis and accreditation and all the different things that the kids have to do on their pathways in school these days is to figure out how to fit these classes into the uh, curriculum schedule. Those kids have to go through uh, based on uh, the education requirements out there. If you uh, just joined us on air, you can listen to the full rebroadcast and replay of this on our website on Tuesday, September the 25th. It'll go up. It'll go all- also on to uh, iTunes and Pocket Cast and all the rest of the podcasting services out there. If uh, you find a podcasting service that's not on uh, that you use, uh, join us uh, on Facebook or Twitter. Let us know. We will add it to that service and get you a T-shirt. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break here for news, traffic, and weather update at the bottom of the hour. and We'll be back talking a little bit more about uh, IT, the jobs, the future, and uh, how you can help support Ghostwire Academy so they can spread this mission from uh, 23 kids today up to hundreds that are on a waiting list for them already. Welcome back to Cyber Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year Internet security veteran, joined by Ghostwire Academy, a couple of students, uh, and one of the uh, founders and organizers of it, uh, Sean Heron. So it's a Sunday training program that is taken 13- to 17-year-olds through cybersecurity and IT certification training. It's a nonprofit here in San Antonio staffed by... Uh, Active duty military uh, that have certifications themselves that they uh, get continuing education credits for teaching these classes. And uh, it's uh, helping expand our cyber uh, capabilities here in town, Um, getting more folks exposed uh, to what they uh, can learn on the technology side and hopefully excited about a career in all this. Because one of the uh, topics we've covered a number of times on Cyber Talk Radio is. Uh, and then I've mentioned that I could talk all about nerdy sort of cyber stuff here and we could go real deep into certain areas. But if there's no one out there that's studying this stuff in high school and learning it and headed on this career path, we're going to have potentially millions of jobs uh, that need to be filled that cannot be filled. And it doesn't matter then if the 12 of us that are listening to this right now. Maybe we have more than 12 listeners today, but you never know. But uh, they... Those folks, uh, if all of us can do cyber stuff at an amazing level, it doesn't really matter because if there's 2 million jobs that need to get done and 12 of us doing it, those 12 will will never uh, win. There's a movie out there called The 300. By the way, the, the spoiler alert, the 300 lose to the Million Man Army. Uh, but those 300 were much better. Uh, and so from... The uh, audience perspective here on CyberTalk Radio, we've got two aspects. We're teaching more stuff, and hopefully folks that do have knowledge in this find a number of the topics we cover informative, and you get to learn a few things. But we're also really focused on broadening and expanding the uh, audience, uh, both – selfishly for our program because you know if you're going to talk on the radio you do like to have listeners Um, and then also from a a city and a career perspective it's great for us here in san antonio but uh, says we're on iheart radio uh, and that's broadcast all across the u.s or the time we come up on an radio i've mentioned this before as, as well that uh, AM waves like to bounce around quite a bit, so someone could be in Kansas listening to this at the moment, uh, in in their truck as they're uh, making their way across the U.S. You could have a kid in high school and They maybe they aren't in San Antonio and Ghostwire's not there today. But Sean, ultimately, over the long run, this Ghostwire thing could be everywhere. We we have military bases in more than just San Antonio.
0: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, well, I've already been approached by a number of people wanting to start their own Ghostwire Academy in uh, New York and in Florida, and uh, e- even as close as uh, Dallas, Texas. Yeah. People come and say, Sean, I wanna do what you're doing. And um, we're, we're looking at that. We're looking at how we're going to build that and, and make that a reality.
2: Yeah, no, this is great stuff. So. Uh, you're a freshman. You may not have figured out where you're going to college yet, or maybe you're not going to go to college. You're going to learn enough. You'll just go straight into the workforce. But Megan, so you're, you're in your senior year. I've, I'm a, I've got a few kids out of high school now. Some of my kids by the middle of their senior year had no idea what they were doing. Some of them are like our sophomores kind of on a mission. I think he, he's he thinks he's got a path, but we'll see how low all that holds up because he's a sophomore, frankly. So uh, how are uh, where, where are you thinking with the, some of this I.T. certification stuff? Now you've done some ROTC. Uh, any thoughts and paths there?
3: So I was well freshman year. I kind of just wanted to go straight into the military. I didn't know what um, exact branch I wanted to go to. But now I'm kind of leaning toward more like almost college after high school because that kind of sounds better to me at least. Yeah. But I know I could probably, um, well, with certifications, I know that would help me like find jobs and stuff because I know I definitely do want a job because I kind of need money to
2: You need money live. to go to college, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know that those certifications that you're picking up in Ghostwire Academy will translate into college credits in any IT um, um, curriculum you get into.
2: Yeah. I mean, some of the, the other interesting stuff about this, I've uh, seen lots of, of, folks that, uh, will go get an it job and then you can work at, out of high school in that when you, with these type of certifications, and then you can put yourself through college. You may not be going to kind of your, where you're going to live on campus for four years. Uh, but there's benefits and drawbacks to that four year on campus experience. The, uh, other interesting ones that we were talking a little bit about is I see you're wearing the Air Force sweatshirt. So that Air Force program, you enlist, uh, you go straight in. I'm in a short circuit for those that just joined after the break. I mentioned we had a Air Force uh, recruiter on about a program that they have for cyber. So there you enlist, you go through basic training, you go to the Air Force technical college um, and it's uh, there you'll be there for 12 to 24 months and you'll end up with an associates of applied science degree uh, and then at the end of that uh, by the way they paid you to go to school because you were you went through basic training so you're enlisted so you're getting paid to go to class class doesn't cost anything right they pay for your meals they pay for everything it's effectively a full-ride scholarship yeah and then when you get out of that you have a choice to stay in the air force and do cybersecurity stuff or you can immediately go into the reserves and you, you owe the Air Force four years as a reservist, and you could finish going to college with the GI Bill and all the other benefits of being a military. Uh, so that's a great way if you've got some inclination and interest in cybersecurity and capabilities there uh, to uh, get an education without having to uh, spend, oh, I don't know, the price of a, a nice house in San Antonio because that's pretty much what college costs these days. Yeah. 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 So let's see, switching on, off of that college stuff for a little bit, programming languages. So, you, Nila, you were saying you've, you've messed yeah. with a bunch of them now. Do you so, have a favorite?
1: Uh, Well, for my favorite, my favorite to work with would probably be processing uh, because it's a combination of C++ and Java. It's very, very, very flexible and it's, Complicated enough to where I feel like I'm doing something, and it's complicated enough to where it's fun to solve problems. Because for me, sometimes simpler languages, uh, I mean Python isn't necessarily simple, but for me, it's more fun. It's more powerful. I'm able to do more. For example, you can do raw image processing. Uh, you can do. You can use it as input for neural networks. There's a whole lot of flexibility there. Uh, I I'm an object oriented guy. I like to work with uh, Java, C++, C sharp, but that's just my personal personal preferences.
2: So and and what experimenting did you do to head down that path to where you you got to where now you have an informed opinion? So
1: so I just kind of dabbled in a little bit of everything. You know I I've done a little bit of Ruby on Rails. Now I don't know any Ruby on Rails anymore. But you know Python, JavaScript, Java. HTML, CSS, a little touch of PHP, and then I kind of ended up liking C, uh, the C structure a little more uh, over Java structure, but I liked the element that was object-oriented, so I ended up with C++ and C Sharp, especially with Unity and other open game design programs that was fun to play with. And then I ended up with processing because I went from Unity and then I went to a a hackathon here in San Antonio for high schoolers that's an overnight uh, called Schools Out Hackathon. And I went to the fifth revision, and for a project that I was doing, I was trying to recreate retro games in three dimensions. So I started using Unity, and then another team was doing that using uh, static ray tracing in processing uh, by drawing raw pixels on the screen. And so I learned processing on the fuel of a cold brew and eight Diet Cokes which, believe me, is not a good idea.
2: Yeah. And so
1: that's how I ended up with processing.
2: I I drank a lot of Mountain Dew while I was doing computer science in in college, and I would come back and and realize the next day that what took 6,000 lines of code, if I did not have as much caffeine and I wasn't typing too quickly – Probably could have been written in 100 lines of code instead of 6,000. Yeah. Yeah, That's what happens with too much caffeine. That's
1: the realization that happened with me. Like our collision system for one of the games ended up being uh, scanning each individual pixel to tell the color uh, on the screen. And that's a lot of pixels considering that the screen resolution we were going at was 1920 by 1080. Your standard 2K resolution. Yeah. And... Later, I learned that I could have just used X and Y parameters and done it. In, instead of about 2,000 lines of code, I could have done it in 20 or 50. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the kind of thing that happens when you have a gram of caffeine in your system. <laughs> yeah.
2: For, and for for those that, uh, yeah, a cup of coffee has 65 milligrams. So, yeah. yeah. If that, you're up to a gram, it's uh, yeah. not ideal.
1: Yeah, Don't do that
2: no Folks. yeah
1: red bull is safer than that
2: yeah then I'm, I'm not a medical professional but i'm not recommending a gram of caffeine to Just anybody caffeine. yeah not over any sort of time period please see a medical professional before doing that <laughs> even with the teenager where you can get away with lots of things the human body's amazing so uh,
1: yeah i shouldn't have done
2: that no so sean <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then uh going through with, with ghost now, cause you, you've done some other teaching of programs with kids uh, before this. So yep. as you, you've iterated through to get to ghost wire, what, what things are you doing differently with it than you've done in some of the past ones?
0: Well, in the past, like we were teaching a robotics course, which we're about to offer again um, just next year because the holiday season, it's real tough for students and parents and instructors alike to dedicate their time. Um, you know, Next year we're going to teach uh, some robotics and uh, um, more of the computer coding like Java. And uh, um, whatever the instructor knows is what we're going to open it up to because really that gives us the flexibility to choose. and, and,
2: and it's, it's much better to learn from somebody that's teaching something they're passionate about right. than it is to learn... Something they can teach, but they're not very excited about. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's a great way to run things.
0: Right. And when you have an instructor that knows the language well or really enjoys robotics, you can see that passion in there. I mean, you can tell by how involved they are, yeah. how enthusiastic they are at the class. And then the students end up learning more, too. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're absolutely right. And as yeah. a
1: student, I can, I can vouch for that, that I don't learn well personally when... Uh, My teacher is unengaged or it's the kind of teacher that just clicks through the PowerPoint, doesn't explain anything, doesn't talk, maybe even goes as far as as doing a hands-on demonstration that kind of helps because I'm a hands-on learner guy, like my uh, fingers on a keyboard or doing something. But that's a really valuable teaching tool: is pa- being passionate about a subject.
2: You're listening to 1200 WAI, and this is Cyber Talk Radio. And I'm here uh, joined by a couple of students and an instructor at the Ghostwire Academy. Megan, what do you like about Ghostwire Academy versus uh, some of the other classes? Because you're you're spending your Sundays to go learn computer stuff. Like, there's lots of other things teenagers could do on a Sunday.
3: Well. Um, So, well, I really like how I can get an actual job, and I know I'll have a set job, and that sounds pretty good compared to most people, because I know a lot of my friends, they don't know at all what they want to do, and I feel like I need to know what I'm doing, because I'm really, like, I have to have, like, a path, or I'll just go crazy on everything. Like, I'll try to dabble in everything. Like, before, I used to want to be a professional dancer, so a lot of my, um, well, my family spent a lot of money... And then one day, my dad kind of sat me down and was like, "You do you realize you're not going to make any money being a dancer? And <laughs> that kind of, like, I got really sad because, I, well, he told me the truth, and I, I didn't really want to hear the truth at that time. But he goes, well, you we kind of have to do something because ballet dancers don't make a lot of money. That's a lot of time at the studio. Because I used to go to a lot of summer intensives for ballet, and that's eight hours a day in pointe shoes. Their feet will bleed, and that's kind of normal but, but
2: your feet bled?
3: Yeah, like they would bleed through your point shoes. It was kind of normal.
2: By the way, if, if you spend that much time and energy working on cybersecurity... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: want your fingertips to bleed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. Not even... It's not... Yeah, like not... An Air Force Advanced Cyber Training, you, they don't make you type in a keyboard until your fingers bleed, so... <laughs> That's I'm true. just going there. I haven't <laughs> been through it personally, but I've not witnessed any Air Force service people that just have blood coming out of the tips of their fingers <laughs> the after fingernails training. fingernails are gone. Yeah. You
3: know, no. But honestly, our teachers wouldn't care if our feet were bleeding. He's like, oh, it's normal. Just get through it. Like,
2: yeah. I it. file
3: my fingernails by <laughs> typing. Yeah. <laughs> I type so fast. There you go. I was kind of dabbling in a lot of things. I also wanted to kind of do social media at one time before because, well, I kind of got cybersecurity because a lot of my friends' accounts used to get hacked on Instagram and stuff. So I was like, hmm, like what's a way to kind of but also their passwords like terrible
2: poor yeah. password policy. Yeah. 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 High school kids <laughs> pick terrible passwords. By the way, if you're out there and your password is your dog's name or your like your your birth date or your uh, anniversary date with your current girlfriend or boyfriend or uh, a whole bunch of other stuff like that you should change it to something that's not any of those things and yeah or if it's like the street number or the house you live in uh yeah i mean or your zip code yeah these are all terrible things to pick for a password and they get picked all the time
1: yeah the the top i think the number one password in the world as is is password yeah and uh, maybe password one two three so don't do that
0: yeah, yeah and when we uh When we go through the uh, cybersecurity course, we teach them a lot of this uh, uh, methodology on on hacking and and, and sniffing Wi-Fi and stuff, but we put a real strong concentration on, on ethics on it as well. So whereas Megan and Nilo understand that they need to have strong password complexity, they also understand what goes involved with cracking passwords and then why it's bad and why you shouldn't do it and why it's better to be a white hat as opposed to a black hat. So we run them through that methodology and then explain to them the ethics behind it to keep them from
2: Doing real damage. Yeah. It's like the people out there that aren't in Ghostwire Academy that are hacking other people's Instagram accounts and posting photos up on them that they shouldn't post. With a password of dog. Yeah. 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 Or Rover. So, Neela, so Ghostwire Academy, so you've been in almost two months now going to class there. Uh, and. And how, like well, as you said, so you've got, uh, I guess earlier, this is a little bit more like a college class from kind of your perspective. Like you get a lecture for a few hours a week, but you've got some studying to go do on your own. And then you've got one big test at the end. A- outside of that, like uh, what else? Like Because going to class for three and a half hours, right, on a Sunday. So it's like half yeah. your day you're there at class.
1: Well, I mean, I go not only because I'm interested in the industry certification because that makes employers and colleges look at me for a possible opportunity. But, and that's that's really important for my field because, you know, I've always been the academic kid who wants to do well in school, and Ghostwire Academy really helps me boost that. But also, I have a ton of fun when I'm there because I'm a nerd, uh, and, like, at Ghostwire Academy, everybody's a nerd, and you Except can... Me. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm the coolest. Hey, nerds can be cool. Okay, that's true. Yeah. What are you suggesting? We made about me? we made nerdy yeah. cool again. So, <laughs> so no, I think Rush did that. But maybe, maybe. Anyway, uh, anyway, I have a ton of fun when I go. I have friends at Ghostwire Academy that I know from just Ghostwire and also from outside Ghostwire, and it it's. I like to go and I like to learn about this kind of stuff because this is my passion. This is what I want to put my life into. And hey, it might as well be fun. And then Ghostwire does a pretty good job of doing that as well.
2: Yeah. So after this this first um uh, IT fundamentals, you're gonna keep going?
1: Yes, I plan Just to the fulfill the whole uh three certification track, maybe even do another class with uh Ghostwire Academy. Uh, I've really appreciated the program so far. It's a great opportunity for me, not only with uh, knowledge and learning, but with networking uh, and understanding how internships, how I can get internships through this program and how all this stuff is expanding and also to be in the inaugural class is really, really cool.
2: So, Sean, as Nila was saying, so three certifications. So this is going to run all the way through the school year, I guess, if you guys are kind of working your way through the first one now? Correct. Okay. And, and so if you, you get a bunch of funding and you were able to start some more classes or offer more classes, um, when, when would folks kind of enroll in the next one? How would kids uh, get to, to join in themselves?
0: Well, we're not going to start until the end of January. Okay.
2: Just to get all the holidays out of the way.
0: It's really hard to get uh, parents and, and teachers and instructors. And On Thanksgiving kids. Sunday, really? Yeah, yeah they're mean, not
2: going to be there, no? I mean, who,
0: you know, who would rather learn hacker methodology as opposed to going to have Christmas with their family? Me, you know? but, me. Well, yeah. You know, okay. but uh, yeah. yeah so it, you'll have
2: two kids in class. That'll be yeah. good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, come January, we're going to hit it hard again and launch IT Fundamentals. And uh, um, hopefully we'll be launching those two classes at the same time so we're not constricted to just 20 kids at a time and then stretching out a long time frame but it all comes down to how many instructors I have and um, how much funding we get. Um, we're gonna be doing some fundraising at the end of the year since we aren't doing classes at the end of the year. And then hopefully we can reach out to the community and uh, bring in some cash and uh, bring in some instructors and prep for 2019, because 2019 is gonna have a, a, a lot faster tempo for uh, the, the academia that we're gonna be running through.
2: So for uh, other places, uh, I know, uh, some kids have have gone out and seen is the San Antonio Museum of Science and Technology, uh, also called SAMSAT. It's uh, out in Port San Antonio. We've had uh, some of the folks from the museum here uh, on the program talking about some of the stuff that they're doing out there. And uh, for those of you on Facebook, uh, they recently are putting some videos up now with the Tesla coils out they have out there of uh, what happens if you I don't know like put a laptop on top of the oh, Tesla yeah. coil. Uh, So these are kind of some fun videos to see. So, uh, Neela, have you been out there before, I guess? Yeah, so
1: about a year, year and a half ago, I went out there and I thought it was really interesting. But they had an analog modular synthesizer in the back they had just put together. And they didn't know how to use it. Uh, So I came along and I had done some research on synthesizers. I found them really cool. I got into it. And surprise, I'm presented with this really awesome opportunity to volunteer and help work the synthesizer. So over that year, I've worked up uh, what I do to helping everybody out from catering, uh, moving things around or helping with catering for events all the way to running Tesla coil demos and tours of the entire museum. So from my experience, it's a really cool place. It's a place uh, where a lot of innovation is occurring. And it's a great resource, uh, just like Ghostwire Academy, for people to learn.
2: So, yeah, you can go out there. Uh, on. It's open on Saturdays. They've uh, run and staffed mostly uh, all by volunteers. Uh, you can volunteer out there. Well, so if you're listening and going, you know what, I want to go kind of do some of that stuff. Um, did you happen to see the uh, the laptop on top of the Tesla coil video yet?
1: Uh, yes, I did. That was pretty interesting. Yeah.
2: So, somebody that
1: gets I, to stand in front of them while they're on, it's kind of scary to see something get fried by it
2: yeah so i won't <laughs> I won't spoiler the video, but you just go find it on Facebook, check it out you can uh yeah, see what happens to a Dell laptop when you run a million volts through it, and it's a uh, it's, it's I was surprised at what the result was, so. Uh, recommend going to check that out. If you uh, just turned on the radio right now and you wondered what the heck are we talking about running a million volts through a laptop, this is CyberTalk Radio and we're a weekly program here in San Antonio. You can listen to the rebroadcast of this whole episode where we talk all about Ghostwire Academy and the uh, things that they're doing to teach kids uh, cybersecurity and get more folks excited about the technology industry uh, on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com The rebroadcast this will go up on Tuesday, September the 25th. Uh, If you are listening on a podcasting service. Thank you for joining the audience there. Uh, you can also uh, talk with the program uh, on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, if you uh, have a favorite podcasting service and you can't find our content, and maybe you're listening on YouTube watching a still picture of us. Uh, let us know which podcasting service that we're not getting the content out to. We will get you a free t-shirt and we will get the content added to uh, that podcasting platform. Uh so let's see. We'll close in here, uh, with parting thoughts. So Megan, now we've been on the, an hour long interview. Was it, what, what are your thoughts about, uh, talking about this stuff for this, this amount of time?
3: Well, I've never been in a room like this talking to people for this long. So it was a very interesting experience
1: for me. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. Well, I think you guys have all done great. Uh, Nilo, what do you think?
1: I thought it was really cool. Uh, it's a, it's a fun environment, uh, the company's workspace just walking in you get the feel that oh this is a really dynamic place and that's the place that i like to be in so it's it's been really cool and i like i talk a lot if you know me in real life you would know that Uh, i will talk until your ear falls off so this is fun for me
2: there you go sean thanks for coming back again thanks thanks for doing what you do and uh, working on this stuff and we will help you get the word out here and see what we can do to get you some checks because uh uh, sean's talking about each of these certification exams kind of a hundred to two hundred dollars per test the per kid that's going to go take these and that's right he's got one sponsor now dynamic advancement helping him with some but we would like to get more kids certified get them out here into uh all these employers if you're an employer out there going i wish i had certified people i could hire well here's someone who's going to train them if you can just help with the cost of the test so ghostwireacademy.org is that website there you go Well, uh, thank you all for joining us on CyberTalk Radio, and uh, this is 1200WAI.